Hey y'all, it's Rachel and Eddie. Eddie, and this is my so-called mess. Eddie, welcome. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Yeah? Yeah. Did you have a good run? I did have a good run. Yeah, I um, ran three and a half miles. There were two, like, uh, pre-teens there, weirdly oh. enough. Like, I, I'm like, why aren't these kids in school? But they were, like, running on either side of me. Oh, which weird. It was kind of weird, but but not that bad. Like, it was kind of cool, too. Yeah. Were they, like, that, uh, that is weird. I wonder teenager. if they're homeschooled kids and if they do that for P.E., yeah, I started making up all sorts of stories about them, and it's like, oh yeah, these are these are homeschool kids, and they're they must be like fraternal twins. It was like a boy and a girl. Mm. And they're gonna be like less socialized than the rest of their friends. Mm-hmm. Yep, that is true. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I was like going into my head about it, but then um, it was a good run. And today is my youngest kid's birthday. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Yeah. What is the party? When's the party? The party's on Saturday. We're gonna go to Frog Stomp. And um, do you know what Frog Stomp is? Is it a crafts place, right, for kids? Is that right? Yeah, it's like a artist studio for kids. So kids just get to go wild on art supplies, which I think they like that. Fun. Is it a, do you have a lot of people coming? Um, the package says only 10. Okay. Um, but we have a, Sevi has a friend who is notorious for bringing her whole family to stuff. So we're prepared for five extra kids. Oh probably. gosh. That's a lot yeah. of extra kids. It's a big family. I know, but it's not. It's hard to be like, um, this invitation is for your kid only. Like, do not bring extra kids. Like, I, who does that? I never just never think to like, oh, my kid got invited. I'm going to bring the whole family. Right. Unless it's a family party. Which most most birthday parties are kind of like that. Or, I don't know, it's kind of implied that you don't bring your whole like, the kid on the invitation is the only kid who's invited. Yeah. And if you're bringing anyone else, you have to ask. Yeah, that's what I, I mean. I would do that. That just seems like a nice thing to do, the right thing to do. Right, but it's the Wild West here in parenting. Like, we don't know what we're doing. Those parents don't know what they're doing. Mm. We're all just kind of doing it, and it goes by really quickly, and you forget about it really quickly. Like... My youngest kid is seven, and I'm like, <gasps> damn, that's a lot. That's an old kid. Wow. Damn, I yeah, that's seven, a lot. Wow. Seven is like seven years old, not like seven months old. That's a lot of years. I know, dude. It's Wait, is your other one in tremendous. double digits? Uh, she'll be nine. Okay, I don't know why I in thought they were more years apart. They're not that many years apart. They're about two years apart. Okay. My sister and I are about that. Something like that. It's a good distance. I feel like they're 
best buds and worst enemies. Yep. Yep. We also, my sister and I, totally different thing, but we, starting in high school, went to different schools. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, like... Is that good for you guys? She started, I should say, like, we weren't always in the same school because, you know, she was older, so she would move to middle school before me, right? It was, she went to private school. Right. It was good because oh, okay. she had a, she was getting into trouble, and while I was the worst, like, doing worse things, probably, I never got caught, and I was good in school. Uh-huh. So it was uh-huh. good that, like, I wasn't coming in with, like, oh, that's, you know, some people knew her still as being, like, trouble, but... I didn't have that kind of reputation following me. But then again, I also didn't have my older sister there when people were bullying me. The older kids who hated me were mean to me because they thought I thought I was a badass. You feel like you got into like sex stuff earlier because you had an older sister or like. I don't know that it was my. Or like were you exposed to like more, more grown up shit than you were ready for? So I think part of it was I got my period in third grade, fourth grade, third mm-hmm. grade. I was eight or nine. So already like okay. that, like like all the hormones started, you know. I looked different than the other girls. I had boobs, all that shit. Um, I like to read adult books. I think it was my adult book reading that got me. Oh, right. Um, and probably then with my sister because I wanted to be cool like her. And then, like, I feel like we were all, and maybe it was the time, but my, the group of girls that I hung out with, I feel like we were all kind of, like, talking about sex way too young, you know? Yeah. And we were all kind of grew up young. And we all did shit young. But it was also New Jersey, I feel like. Oh, you think people in New Jersey just get busy a little younger? <laughs> I might have made that up completely, but yeah, that's my story. That's what I blame oh, it on. Cool. You know, we lived in not too far from New York City. We were in northern Jersey. It was the big hair and the Guidos and Club. It. I don't know. Maybe it, that could be all just things I made up to justify my poor behavior as a child, but I like to blame it on that. Hang on one second. I've, I, um, so I got home, I went to the grocery store at 7 o'clock this morning, or a little after 7. It took me 10 minutes to decide if it was a good idea to go early this morning, if I could get back and do everything I wanted to do. But I forgot to pour myself mm-hmm. a glass of water, and I get really thirsty. And I had just happened to have a bottle, like a two liter of Diet Coke, which like I never have in my house. And so now mm-hmm. I'm drinking out of the two liter. Oh, cool. I like like, that fits into your big hair, New Jersey, <laughs> chewing bubblegum look. You know, like blowing, blowing bubbles with pink bubblegum. Oh, I loved bubblegum. But my problem was, like, everyone blew bubbles. Like, I could blow bubbles. I was a good bubble blower. But I also swallowed my gum. Oh, damn. So I wasted a lot of bubble blowing gum because as soon as I didn't taste I swallowed it. Yeah. Also, I have a question for you. So I was talking about... It flavor pretty quickly. It does. Do you remember, and we might have talked about this before, when you were younger, and I know I'm older than you, but like grandparents and older folks having bowls of candy in their house? Oh, yeah. My um, my abuelo was very into those like cinnamon. What are they like? They're, li- they're in a red wrapper and they just taste like cinnamon. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. 
and Werther's original. Mm-hmm. My grandmother was and coffee I that nibs. Was like the oldest, that was the oldest person thing that I'd ever seen in my entire life. Mm-hmm. It is, but like I miss that. Like people don't do that anymore. I miss a candy bowl. Were you allowed to eat the candy? Yeah, but who would want to eat that candy? That was like nasty. Werther's like, originals I, are I fantastic. Think, I think now I'd be into it, mm-hmm. but at the time, if I was going to have like a caramel butterscotch thing, I really liked. Um, we talked about it. It's like, it's like um, it's got the little bit of cream in the center. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I can't remember what they're called. Is it toffee or it's not toffee? It's taffy, like light brown taffy. Taff. I think of like cowtail. Oh, cowtail! I think of like taffy as like salt water taffy. I don't know if it's different than other. But do you suck on oh, no, candy? Caramel. What's that? Do you suck on your candies? Um, which ones? Like, and when you put a, can- a hard candy in your mouth, do you keep it in your mouth and keep sucking it, or do you chew it? Um. Yeah, it depends, and it's okay. also been a while since I've had hard candy because I have this like porn intolerance now. And a lot you of have wait, wait. So you have what? I have a corn intolerance. Like oh, okay. Yeah. That's hard. There's so corn like, in like everything. Yeah, it's annoying. And I just found out last night that um, it also applies to lentils, which is one of my favorite Indian food things. Wait, lentils have but, corn you know, in them? Or it's a lentil intolerance? No, there's like, uh, there's like some like, inflammatory thing in mm. both corn and lentils and it causes my body to like not process all of the food that I've eaten like I just kind of poop it out without getting any nutrients from it mm. and, then, and then I get weird mm. I look good though you know <laughs> That's true. You always do. Um, yeah, corn is like, I remember watching a movie about like how they put corn in like everything now. And there was something about that. I mean, yeah, that was a really helpful conversation. It's just such a, especially in America, it's like a cheap ingredient that they can use to bolster yeah. more expensive products. Well, I, it's like, I had... It up with I had stopped eating hard candy because I don't buy it. So, like, where am I going to have hard candy, you know? Like, but I love hard yeah. candy. It's a problem because I chew it. I put it in my mouth and I chew it right away. So it doesn't like, so it's uh, like I'm eating, like, chips. And at work, at my part-time job, because when you get an IV with the vitamins, you know, some people taste the vitamins as they're getting the IV and they don't like it. So they offer Lifesavers. Wait. What are those lifesavers? And then mints, mint lifesavers. Are those also lifesavers? I don't know. Whatever yeah, they're, yeah. Whatever they're called, like, like the white ones. The white ones, and then the the mixed colored fruit ones. You know. Yeah, those are all lifesavers. Okay, so we have bins of those at work. So every time I go to bring back somebody and bring back their chart, I'm like, my hand is in the lifesavers, and I get like a pile of them, and I just chew them. Also, did you know that purple? Lifesavers, I think they're supposed to be like blueberry. They're not grape. 
Really? I didn't know that. Did I make that up? I might have made that up, but I feel like I read that and I was very upset for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. I um I I have had um breath mints mm. which are kind of like hard candy. Yes. Or like honey lozenges, you oh. know, like mm-hmm. when you have a sore throat. But I feel like the main purpose of those is to keep them in your mouth for a long time. Yeah. So chewing through them doesn't help your breath as much, but sometimes it does. I don't know. I love to chew them. And then honey lozenges, like, of course, the honey lozenge is like, you want that, you want that sucker in your mouth for as long as possible. I know. I can't do it. What do you do with like stick based candy? Do you? Like lollipops? You lick the lollipop? No, I lick the yeah. lollipop a couple times, and as soon as it's like at a certain, it's like just a couple of licks in my mouth, and then I'm chewing it. Yeah, I wrote this on a um, Christmas card that you probably received, but when my kid, whose birthday it is today, got into lollipops, mm-hmm. she was eating them like the like the Tootsie Pop owl. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Where it's like three licks and then and she was just going through them. Yeah, I just I go feel through. like that's a good reference. It's a, I just eat them. I bite, I'm a biter. Grape purple mm-hmm. lifesavers are supposed to be raspberry flavored. Oh. Weird. That's cool. I like raspberry. I like anything purple colored treats. As far as like candy. Purple is my favorite mm-hmm. candy color. Um, yeah, no, I, I bite, and like, anything, like, oh, gobstoppers, I'm sure I, I'm surprised I didn't, jawbreakers, that was like a test, can I bite through a jawbreaker without breaking a tooth? Oh, yeah, dude, like, jawbreakers, those kind of, like, made you, um, they kind of forced you to be a sucker, right? Yeah. They were like training you for sucking on things for long periods yeah. of time. Yeah, it's like blowjob, early blowjob training. You, early blowjob training is what I wanted to. That's what I wanted to say. But it was like you couldn't really bite through them, and then there were some people that could bite through them. But it's like, oh, you know, those people's teeth are fucked up. Like that's not great for you. <laughs> I I I work at biting through them at some point, but then I also. Talking about oh, and warheads. Biting through warheads was kind of fun. I tried to keep warheads in my mouth longer because I wanted to see how long I could keep the the sourest warhead in my mouth. Right. Yeah. And fireballs. No, my my kids do warheads too. Do they still make jawbreakers? I, I think so. Suddenly, I want a jawbreaker and gobs gobstoppers. Everlasting gobstoppers. Those were in the movie, right? I don't think those were really a candy until the movie came out. What movie? Uh, Charlie the Chocolate Oh, is that what it's from? Yeah. I haven't seen Charlie it's the Chocolate. It's in the movie, dude. It's like, it's like this new candy that he's working on, and then he reveals it. Oh, see, I don't, I don't. All I remember about Charlie the Chocolate Factory right now is when she blows, like, blows up. She doesn't blow up, like, turns blue. Oh, yeah, she turns into a blueberry. And it's because she's, um, maybe she's eating the experimental candy. I don't know. There's like an experimental candy moment. 
interesting. Gobstoppers are fun to buy too because they have different layers of flavor. I don't know why yeah, I'm talking about biting things. Cool concept for candy. <laughs> All I can think about is biting today. In candy. Okay. Don't okay. know why. Because that's where my brain is. Because I'm stuck on candy. I should have got candy when I was at the school. Hooked on candy. I am. I'm hooked on the sugars. The sugar. I wasn't eating any sugar until, again, I started going to work and freaking candy bowls. I'll get you every time. Yeah, sugar. I mean, I think I would eat more sugar. But, you know, as I found out, I have this corn flour and corn syrup intolerance. Mm. I think I've been avoiding sweets for a long time because of the reaction I've been having to them. So will you eat birthday and, cake? Um, it depends on if I know who made the birthday cake. Like, I won't eat a Publix birthday cake, but I'd eat a friend's birthday cake. Because, like, most people don't have corn syrup in their house, you know? Right. How about, like, did you ever get cake from Cecilia's? Yes. Yeah, I got a cake from, from is it Celia's or Cecilia's? I don't remember now. I believe that they use corn syrup in some of them. We got a Tres Leches <gasps> a few years ago, and I told you about it. Oh, now I want Tres Leches. I did not. When I was younger, I thought Tres Leches was the grossest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. But then I learned. It's not. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah, I had a um, friend who was Mexican and still is Mexican, <laughs> born in Guadalajara. Um, his mom used to make these, like, I guess they're just like wet cakes or milk cakes or something. Mm -hmm. and she had, like, all sorts of varieties of these, like, sponges soaked in different liquids. And it was, like, awesome. Some of the most awesome cake I can remember. I used to, like, one of my favorite snacks as a child, and this might be revealing. This might be the moment where you are like, ugh, ew, with me. <laughs> but one of my favorite snacks of all time was pound cake. And it came in a little um, little plastic bag that you had to open, and I would dip it in some milk. And mm. that, was like, that was like after school snack. That was like any time I got the chance. Was it the Pepperidge Farm pound cake? I'm not sure the brand. Probably mm -hmm. not. Pepperidge Farm sounds like a little too rich for my family. Okay. Was there like a little Debbie pound cake? I bet it's like the. It might be. Lower than ho lower than Hostess. Gotcha. Little some little Debbie's rock. Um, but you dipped I it think in it milk. It was like Merida. Is okay. Merida a brand? Don't know. We were Pepperidge. We were Pepperidge Farm family. Oh yeah, you were living on the family estate eating Pepperidge Farm. <laughs> Cakes. <laughs> I always wanted to oh, have I like the one that they sold at like the they sold it at the corner convenience store. I mean that's the kind I wanted. I had to get like the foo foo pound cake that was like a little less sugar, a little less bad for you. <laughs> right, and you turned on you turned on PBS and watched Antiques Roadshow. Yes. No, I don't think we watched we watched did we ever watch Antiques Roadshow? I don't think so. My parents were never into antiques. Uh, I, that might not have been around. Maybe like Ghostwriter. Maybe we probably we we would sit around and read the encyclopedias. <laughs> I mean, I do. Classical music record on. My parents did listen to a fuck ton of classical music, opera, 
And I thought all parents did. I didn't realize some parents listened to like normal music. Symphony, opera, and NPR. Your parents were like um, more like Gilmore's parents. <laughs> yes, <laughs> not that rich. They didn't dress like that. We didn't have a fancy house like that. They were like the hillbilly version. But the same, no, we're not hillbilly, right. but like a little less, a little down the shelf. Um, but yeah, I grew up, I would, I mean, long car rides. I mean, we did listen to like some, they did listen to some music, but like they loved their classical and their opera. And there was nothing worse than being in a long car ride with opera or classical music <laughs> or NPR at that time. Who wants to listen to NPR when you're a kid? I mean. Yeah, I don't even know what NPR was up to. It was a lot of news. When you were a kid. And I, I could hear the sound news? in my head. I could hear like the sound in my head, but I can't make it. Like this, the one show that I remember that had like a noise in the back. It was very specific to it. But yeah, no, we... And NPR didn't come on my radar until I was like older. And then I was like, I was like, what? Where has this thing been? Oh, uh, it's been in my parents' weird, car. Uh... Yeah. And... I think I avoided it out of like, you know, like religious people of that time were just like, NPR is the devil's news. Oh, yeah, it is. Like, well, we were driving when around. I started listening to it. I'm like, wow, they have like intelligent people having conversations. <laughs> that sounds cool. So not only do we have to listen to NPR, right? And symphony and opera. But we had like, we went through various cars. And I think finally, like for a while, we were a Saab family. And the entire back of the Saab, God, there were such weirdos was full of bumper stickers like no oh, cool. nukes no gmos blah 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 peace loving something feminist something i love that i do now yeah. but like when you're a kid and you just want to be the cool kid like that's your dream in life Is that, oh, yeah. you know and they would have like signs in front for like the most liberal political candidate that we were helping Ugh. joe lieberman Joe Lieberman lived in New Haven, Connecticut, right near my cousins. Side note. And I'm sure you had, like, a bumper sticker for him. Probably. We had a bunch of those, like, yeah, anybody that was, like, liberal and... So, yeah, the whole car was bumper stickers. They had, um, what do you call those kind of plates? The kind of plates where you get your personalized plates with some kind of, like, denuke and no rads for no radiation. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, love that. I mean, it's pretty. I miss that time. It, it seems simpler. Right? But, like, again, not cool to drive around in a bumper sticker car. That's true. When you're a teen. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm, like, residually anti bumper sticker from that because of that era. Mm hmm. But now I'm like, I want to get into bumper stickers. I. I, cannot... um, I have a question for you, though. And I was talking about bumper stickers this morning because we got a new crossing guard that helps mm. us cross the busy street between our house and the children's school. Mm -hmm. And he is not he's not old, but he's not young. Okay. And he drives this car, and it's got a um, bumper sticker that says Virginia Tech Dad or, like, VT Dad, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, there's no way that this dude is old enough to be 
a dad of somebody who went to Virginia Tech or goes to Virginia Tech. And then there's also no way that this kid is young enough to be driving his dad's car. And I'm like, what if... Now, hear me out. This is a kind of (laughs) long-winded idea. What if he bought a car that had VT Dad on it? And then he's like, yeah, I'm VT Dad, and just kind of assumed the role of VT Dad. Ooh, I like that. I think that would be cool. Like, if you bought a car with a bunch of bumper stickers on it, what if you had to then become that person? Assume all the roles and responsibilities associated with it. Like, it's like coexist and mm-hmm. like all what, that stuff. What if you yeah. found a perfect? No. What if you found your perfect car and it had a bumper sticker that was like something you didn't like? Would you not buy the car? Oh yeah, like a MAGA bumper sticker. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, dang, this was my perfect car, but but yeah, I would like. I don't know if I can go that route. I want one to be like. Yeah, something from a VT dad and be like 21 driving it and just pretend mm-hmm. I'm VT dad. Because that's kind of cool. Like if you're like hipster VT dad, uh-huh. I think that's kind of awesome. And then he has a, this uh, crossing guard has a Virginia Tech umbrella. Meg mm-hmm. was like, oh, but he's got the Virginia Tech umbrella. He definitely goes to school there. I was like, but what if the umbrella was in the car when he bought it? Right. I was just thinking, or he just went ahead and purchased Virginia Tech stuff to fully (laughs) embrace this role. Like, how old do you think he is? I don't know. Maybe like 30, 35. Between 30 and 35. So if he had a kid when he was like 15. I'm just thinking. Yeah, okay. No, that could that could be happening, or he's like aspiring to be a VT dad. Maybe he's like Rory Gilmore. Like she had all the Harvard stuff in her room. She ended up going there, but her whole room was covered in Harvard gear. So maybe prepping. But that I feel like that's uh, then their oh, kids yeah. never going to go to. Virginia. He's been talking about going to Virginia Tech. Or maybe he just wants to be a. V- maybe he doesn't even have kids. He doesn't care if his kids go to VT. He just wants to be a VT dad. <laughs> It's inspirational. Like, these are my goals, man. <laughs> making fun of my dreams. Also, I have a question. This is to- A crossing guard has such weird hours, right? Does he do mornings and afternoons? Yeah. He does mornings and afternoons, which lends, lends me to believe that he has a child, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because those are the times I'm available out of necessity for my children like i make time to be available for right because i'm wondering um, like like yeah he's but, have to have it or has a he works for himself he's retired well, also the previous crossing guard was in police academy mm. and so he could just be in police academy because i think the crossing guards are provided by the um the police department i used there was a crossing guard at Chase Street, mm-hmm. um, but that used to help us when we did picked up the girls for Strong Girls, and she was so much fun, and she started to learn our names and would scream stuff at us and dance with us across the street. Loved her. She was not in the police academy. She was just a. This was her thing. She was the best crossing guard. Yeah, we had a good crossing guard two years ago, and and three years ago, 
but she got promoted or she also worked at the police department, but she knew our names. She was bringing us gifts. We were bringing her flowers. Mm, I love we that. We miss her. Yeah, Somebody are... saw her recently, like another person who is on that like walk and was like, oh, hey, Laura said to tell you guys that she works at the Plastic Center now, but she misses you guys. Oh, like, oh that's... she should come one day during crossing guard times and come see y'all with balloons. Actually, balloons are bad. Yeah, I feel like we're not we're not as into crossing. Like we would we would drive to school a few times when it was raining. And mm. The kids would look out the window and be like, "Oh, but we don't get to see Laura." Like they were like looking forward to it. Oh, and now it's like we got we got no reason to be walking. VT Dad doesn't bring the VT Dad needs to also put some music on in his car that kids like, pump the music, yeah, dance in the streets, yeah. and make it fun. But I feel like because he is VT dad, he wouldn't do that. Let's talk directly to VT dad because I know he listens to this podcast (laughs) and I just want to like, he's got some awkward energy and those tips you just gave would improve his aura by like 9 million percent. Yeah, I think he should. But I also feel like there could be this like VT dad thinks he's too cool to play the music. He has to be like cool. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm a VT, VT dad. dad. don't do that? Yeah, like, no, he's not going to dance in the street with for kids. He'll make sure they cross mm-hmm. and they're safe. He'll engineer their crossing, because I think of Virginia Tech as engineering. I don't know if it's engineering school at all, but I think of engineers going there. Uh, maybe I knew someone who graduated with an mm-hmm. en- engineering degree. I think I did. And so he can engineer the whole thing, but he doesn't know how to make it fun. Yeah. No, I'm, that's, those are the vibes I'm getting from him, honestly. VT dad, yeah, he needs to go to fun school. How to have fun with kids' school. Because his kid, his VT kid isn't probably, I don't know. Might not, might, I don't know where I was going with that. But I, I want you to get him, like, put a Georgia Tech, put a Georgia sticker on his car or something, too. Oh, man. You know, that is, I don't fuck with that stuff. Like, <laughs> If there is rivalry or... Virginia Tech doesn't have a rivalry rivalry with us. So you can... I was just kidding. Just to make him more, you know, Athens friendly. Maybe people will warm up to him. Warm up to him. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like... I've got too many people I'm managing right now. I don't really want to like... She's all that, this crossing guard. Okay. Does does he say good morning? (laughs) No. Like, we have to talk to him, and then if he hears us, he'll be like, oh, thank you. Oh. Yeah. He's just dreaming about Virginia Tech all day. <laughs> Head in the clouds. VT on his mind. Emissions. <laughs> I think it'd be kind of, I mean, I wouldn't want to get up and be a crossing guard every day, but for, like, one afternoon just to, like, hang out with the kids and... It could be fun. The crossing guards I saw here the other day looked, they were dancing across the street. Dancing in the street. I always dance. Yeah, in that's the street. cool. I mean, like, if you're going to be a crossing guard, you got to enjoy it. Yeah. I imagine. Yeah. Or we'll you're... see if he hangs in there. It, yeah. I'm, I didn't know we were going to talk about him so much. I do like this idea, though, of just assuming personality traits from car bumper stickers. Like, I think that could be. A reality show. That could be. That would be funny. I would. I'm trying to think like, what would I want to buy a car with? 
the one I want to buy a car with, I want the persona that I want to create for myself comes from a reality show. It's not really a bumper sticker, but I think it could be made one. This mm-hmm. person on the reality show, she's on Real Housewives of Potomac, and she used to be a stripper. Potomac? Yep. Okay. And she used to be a stripper, and that's where she met her husband, current husband, but they're getting divorced or whatever, blah, blah, blah. He's broke now. So she, they were saying, like, she was trying to say she had more money than him when they first met. And he was, she was saying, like, they said, no, he gave you, like, $10,000 when he came in. And she was like, that's, that's lunch money. First of all, that's disgusting. But apparently she made her money. She got an inheritance from oh, another cool. stripper, someone who came into the strip joint. So they, <laughs> they called her the stripper heiress. That's so, what I want to do. Okay, so um, a patron at the strip club wrote her into their will? Yes. That's awesome. That's like an Agatha Christie story. So I would like a bumper sticker so everyone knows that I'm a stripper heiress. I'm not a stripper, yeah, I'm not an heiress, yeah. but God, that, that persona, I could get into. Yeah, um, we, um, man, we started watching, I know you're familiar with all forms of Every movie, every TV show. We started watching this um, Nick Cage movie, and Rosie Perez is in it. And it's about like how he wins the lottery but splits it with a waitress. It's supposedly based on a true story. Oh, I forgot about that movie. Like it could happen to you, I think. Yeah, I was thinking. That's kind of like a similar vibe where it's like you're going to give all this money to a waitress. You're crazy. I'm trying to remember that movie. I'm getting it confused with Nick Cage. Was that Nick Cage when he um, goes back to his family? Family Man. Oh, right. God, I love that movie. He's in a lot of movies. Yeah. Where he he plays like a depressing... (laughs) Just never mind. We don't have to talk about Nick Cage. Rosie Perez is his wife in this movie. And she's just, like, really, like, awful to him. Who was the waitress? um, I think it's, like, um, and I think it's, like, Jane Fonda's daughter. That's the person who acts. I feel like it was someone famous. Yeah, well, a famous person's daughter. Wow, that's from 94? Yeah. Bridget Fonda, you're right. Bridget Fonda, right. Oh, and Wendell Pierce was in it. And Stanley Tucci. This is a good cast. I don't recommend the movie whatsoever. It's a, like, it's a slog because the whole the whole thing is just about this one event. You know? mm. And then they're just like, oh my God, it's so like Sam and Diane. And it's just oh. like, like, oh, are they going to get together? Oh, do they know how to get together? <laughs> They're, that was a premise. So they're such pathetic characters that it's just. I feel like that was a premise like... of a lot of movies of that time. Do you remember the one? There was one where the guy was in a coma, and she pretends she's married to him. No. Wait, Bridget Fonda does. <laughs> no, it was Sandra Bullock. I think. Damn. Yeah. Maybe. I don't remember that. But it was that same kind of thing, like she pretends and she's like got this real bad like life 
while you were sleeping. That was the year after that Nicolas Cage one. Oh, dang. And, like... Man, you know... Oh, keep going. No, she... She, like, meets a guy in a coma, but she really loves the other one. I don't know. And then she wants people... It was just, like, she's down and out, but somehow came into... Thought she was going to come into money doing this. I don't remember, but then it was like, yeah, well, they get together. There's both such horrible, like, you know, such needy, like... Not like like nothing going in their life right characters. Will they ever get something right? That whole that was that was the seemed to be the theme of that era. Yeah, like I don't know what was going on with I guess it was just like maybe a lot of are they because this one was based on a true story. Oh okay. The the one that I was talking about. So maybe it's like screenwriters were just reading the newspaper at the time (laughs) or like maybe somebody listens to our podcast and makes a movie out of this bumper sticker thing yeah and then it's like it's like in 20 years we're like how the fuck did that get made into a movie that's (laughs) awful like and like it's just the way it got made into a movie is just through casting alone. Like, I like it. Well, they got Nick Cage to play the VT dad, like the real VT dad. <laughs> Nick, much, the Nick, rest pretty much writes itself. Right? It does. Nick Cage, VT dad. Perfect. Oh, God, it is kind of perfect, but he's too old. Like, You're right. You need a ambiguous 30-something person. Like, not too sexy. Yeah. Maybe not sexy at all. Like Nick Cage is not really sexy, but he was thought to be sort of like, I, like Valley Girl. I thought he was. <gasps> yeah, you know, he was just a great actor. I don't think he. I don't think he got by on his looks. No, I did think he was. I, I mean, mean, he I, looks unique. Yeah, he does. He certainly does. Nick Cage, but he does do a lot of movies that are terrible, also. Well, yeah, I didn't mean to derail the whole podcast by talking about him, but I feel like that is like we could make that the topic of a podcast where we just watch Nick Cage movies and talk about them. That would be a good podcast. You have to start definitely Valley yeah. Valley Girl would be my favorite to talk about. Um, and have you ever yeah. seen Valley Girl? I've seen Valley Girl. Yeah. Okay. Okay. A, I don't know who I thought you were talking. About. It's just you and me here. Of course. Yeah, Valley Girl is a classic. Yeah. And are you still watching Buffy? Um, I'm still watching Buffy. Yeah, I like it. It's very, it's got a little X-Files-y. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm curious as to see what characters are going to get killed off because they're killing off a lot of characters. Yeah, people die um, But it, it's kind of like, I like it because it's so campy, and if yes. it takes itself seriously, mm-hmm. I'm gonna probably not be so into it. And I could see it going that route. I think it might have um, at one point. But... It did go off the rails one, but who are the main vampires right now? Um, I'm still in season one, so it's just the there's like this like vampire lord, and he's stuck in some sort of prison. Mm-hmm. He's got this little um, this little kid that he. Oh, okay. Harvested from a, a bus. Okay. And all of his other like main vampires have been slain. Okay. Like, Buffy has killed tons of the like important bestest of the best vampires. Okay. okay. 
I'm trying not to give anything away, and I can't remember when things happen, so I'm not going to say anything. I know, and I wish I could watch it faster so that you could spoil it, but I did my best to watch a bunch of episodes last week, and I think I only watched three, and that's not much. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the person... Okay, that's not till season two. Okay, I just looked it up to make sure I'm not... I won't say anything. Won't. How many episodes are in each season? Um... Let's see, Buffy. Like twenty? No, not the movie Dick Bag. Not you. Me, I'm the Dick Bag. Um let's see. Episode guide. Seven seasons. Season one has twelve episodes. It has twelve? Mm-hmm. I can't still be in season one then, but I yeah I'll um I'll text you later because I'm gonna I plan on watching some today. Okay. Wednesday's my big Buffy day. Gotcha. I um I've got to finish a paper today or tomorrow. I went last week and get had your, my get your priorities straight. I know. I'm, I'm I started it. I got my face done last week. I did not swell up the oh, same. Yeah, how did that go? It was good. It was painful. I was they this time they gave me the numbing cream to put on myself. I was like, now I feel like a pee on you. It won't even put shit on my face for me. It's the, not the front desk job. I they just were nice the first time. So I went in the bathroom and I put the numbing cream on and I was trying to remember like all the places that it hurt the most the first time. And I wanted to make sure I got uh. extra numbing cream there. So I was trying to get like around my lips, but yeah. I got numbing cream all over my lips. It's probably making the weirdest faces because I couldn't feel my lips. It hurt like a um, motherfucker. But it felt faster. I don't feel like... How do you apply it? Does it numb your hands? Oh, you have to wash your hands. So the numbing cream doesn't hurt. The numbing cream is kind of cool. But the actual procedure or treatment, there are spots and it's like, holy fucking shit. I'm leaving. This is stupid. This is... Why am I doing this to myself? I'm getting up. Stop. And then I keep going, but it felt like the first session felt like it took, I think she took more breaks to give me like little breaks, you know, because yeah. it was my first time. And this time she was just like, yeah. I'm just going, I'm just going. And I felt like it was a lot, is lot faster. A, is it a medical procedure? Like, do they have nurses that do it? She's a nurse practitioner. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So and I feel like their job is to just be like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it's you're doing great. You're doing great. And it's like, yeah, we are we are gluttons for punishment. Every time procedures you, like this, every, like, I know, like every, people who do acupuncture, they're like, well, it hurt me, please. Every time she said you're doing great, I got this like little grin inside. I'm like, I know I'm so good at taking pain. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, am, are, like, are you just doing it to get that feedback? Because that's kind of nice. Yeah, as I had a tear going down my face. But I didn't punch her. That was funny you mentioned acupuncture. So I was at work again this weekend. And there was these two guys that came in for their... They had a guest pass, right? So they were coming in to try it out with their guest pass, blah, blah, blah. And we were asking them. They were super friendly. We couldn't get... I couldn't get their names right to save my life. Like, I kept calling them the wrong names. Because they didn't fit their names. You know, kind of thing. They fit other names on the schedule. And we were asking them, you know, how was it? And this guy was like, no, it was really good. He's like, I just really hate needles, so I don't know why I do this, why I did this. He's like, but I really liked it, but needles. And he's like, he's like, yeah, it's like the same thing. I go to acupuncture, and it freaks me out the entire time. Well, of course, I can't keep my mouth shut because I 
overshare everything. So I was like, yeah, people have recommended acupuncture to me, but I'm afraid of it. So my friend who's an acupuncturist like said, hey, I'll put a couple needles in your hand so you can see it's not bad. And I said, Eva, while I'm sitting there, because I'm fidgety, the whole time I'm sitting there, I'm thinking I'm going to fidget. It's going to hit a vein. It's going to blow up and I'm going to die. As I say this to strangers, which makes me sound insane. And so they're kind of laughing. They're like, and I'm like, I, I'm like, I don't know why I just said that. And the one guy was like, hmm, that's what we call intrusive thoughts. <laughs> Whoa, nice. Yeah. And I'm like, so he, um, he dunked on you. I know. So we're still laughing about it. Right. So we're still talking. We're laughing about other stupid shit like that. And I'm about I'm, I had a little like tickle in my throat already. And I took a sip of my drink. And the one guy very deadpan goes, and box breathing can also be really good for that. And the way he said it just caught me off guard and it was so funny. And I had to cough and I was about to laugh. And I spit my drink at the front desk all over the screen, probably hit them, hit my coworker. Yes. I spit at my... That's funny. <laughs> you did a spit take. <laughs> I did. I mean, if they had a spit That's fetish, cool. I'd really like it, I guess. Got a date yeah. out of it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> can you spit, can you spit on me in yeah, another? Yeah, like, and now and now we're getting married. <laughs> I forgot to tell you. The only thing is, I have to spit on him during the nuptials, and like, I don't know. Is that some pro? Yeah, that's, no, pro- that's I've I've heard of those type of weddings. <laughs> oh my gosh! Everyone, bring your rain gear. Um, have you, so podcast updates for you um i didn't record this week um i think i'm recording next week but i'll update you okay as it as it happens keep us updated we did we have two new episodes of the scoop on sex with the pleasureologist um it was a great topic it was it was a good topic talking about like this idea of you that you shouldn't date men shouldn't date if they make fifty thousand dollars or less were you Mm-hmm. which was like ridiculous and then there was a lot of teleporting and sex conversations and of course blowjobs so check it out again send us your questions send us any feedback we'd love to hear from you until next time peace the fuck out oh yeah, yeah.